0: Hey,
1: everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Elephants...
0: The Elephants
1: in the Room. Yeah. The Elephants in a Room. Very similar to The Ohio State University, who just won their lawsuit a couple of weeks ago for that. So,
0: then I don't think we can use the...
1: We can't We can't use the... Elephants in the Room.
0: Nah, eh, we're just going to use it, see if they come we'll, after
1: us. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But, so, so obviously, so so... Some of you may know us... As I didn't say that, but that podcast, the genesis of that podcast really started with the 2020 election and our time in New Hampshire following the Democratic primary. And during it, we really we realized that the that that experience mirrored an experience that we have in our daily lives. Which is that we commonly find ourselves, in our jobs, working in the tech industry, as being the only quote-unquote elephants in the room. and Really the secret
0: elephants, because no one knows
1: we're elephants. No one knows we're <laughs> elephants. I've made sure of that. I personally have a work history that would clearly out me. Very easily.
0: Yes, Max is... People know.
1: People know. People people will figure out who I am very quickly.
0: So what we've decided with our name change is we're going to be more transparent here. So if you were fans of I Didn't Say That, I'm not even sure we ever used our names or introduced who we were. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you can't be true to yourself, what are you even doing with your life? So we are just going to be who we are. And if it bites us in the rear, it bites us in the rear. But we're going to go out with our principles and our transparency.
1: Essentially what it came down to was, well, if someone on the opposite side of the aisle of us spewed a whole bunch of far-left, Marxist, racial, you know, critical race theory nonsense, they would be praised... And if they were certainly, you know, advancing other kind of progressive agendas, they would be praised. But if someone from a Catholic conservative perspective speaks up. We're afraid. The overwhelming perspective is, is that that person or those people will be shut down immediately.
0: And we've just decided that we don't want to be afraid. There's no reason
1: to anymore. There really isn't. And you want to know why? It's because there is a tide in America that is turning. People are tired of walking on eggshells. The past two and a half years have been hell for everyone. (laughs) And people are growing tired of it. You can see it in the polls we will begin to um, address that political and the national political perspective and and what's going on in the future. But the first thing that we really want to talk about is our new home state, and that is Arizona.
0: Sorry, you guys. I'm trying to get Max to get closer to the mic because I don't think you can hear him that well. So,
1: I well then i'm probably not plugged in
0: no you're plugged in see now you're better
1: Now i'm better but i it's it's it blew. there
0: we go okay so anyway back to arizona
1: back to arizona well now we are living in arizona and
0: it really is just the greatest state in the nation <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's preposterous but before it's preposterously we go
1: preposterously awesome
0: into arizona i think we should give everyone our backstory a little taste of our backstory
1: I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, and I'll follow, because I don't know how much of my backstory I want to give up.
0: (laughs) Okay. We're not going to give, like, a ton, because honestly, that's not what you're here for. Um, But I just wanted everyone to know that we met when we were 19, and we met in college. And then after college, we decided to stay in the same area. And eventually, after seven years, eight years, hard to remember
1: anymore, Max
0: finally proposed. And we got married.
1: I'd give my six and a half years (laughs) when they
0: proposed. Um, And we've now been married six years, almost seven.
1: We've been together for 15 years. We really really just counted as September 1st, 2007 is our first date.
0: Yeah. And i have always worked in tech i'm not going to disclose where i work because it's just not pertinent to the podcast um but we may just kind of chat about some things related to working in tech but never the actual company
1: um my background is um i worked for a prominent talk radio host out of college for a few years and um after that, um, moved into the world of digital advertising, and have been there ever since.
0: Cool. And <laughs> <laughs> has everyone left yet? Okay, Everyone's great. Left. Everyone, six, we six have two in. people left, so it's Done. great. Um, they one, love us.
1: One, well, one, no. and a, one and a half. <laughs>
0: it's just my mom. Uh, but the, no. They, they. <laughs> uh so now you know a little bit more about us and so what one is of a th- person <laughs> we won't be giving our pronouns because that shit is bullshit
1: <laughs> yo language language <laughs>
0: we'll bleep it out i'll figure out how to bleep things that'll be my new challenge um but anyway one of the things about us is that we move a lot and so we've lived in a lot of different states and we've mostly lived in blue states.
1: We've mostly lived in blue states. We've lived in Massachusetts, New York, California, Virginia, New Hampshire, Arizona, Washington D.C.
0: That's it. And all of those are blue except for Arizona, which is purpley. Purple, but it's New Hampshire is purpley. Mmm. I would say we can we can we need deb- a sneeze button. <laughs> we, can, we can debate this, but I would say Arizona is redder than New Hampshire these days. We can uh, we can talk about the sign thing. Well,
1: Arizona is redder than New Hampshire because we got cinema, and New Hampshire's got Jean Shaheen, the tax machine, and Maggie Hassan, who, in case you don't know about Senator Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire, who's up for reelection this year, uh, when she launched her Senate bid. She had a known pedophile on her steering committee, a man named Rick Schubart, um, who was coincidentally uh, one of my teachers at Phillips Exeter Academy.
0: Wait, that's wild.
1: (laughs) No joke. No joke. Yeah, no. He had a long history of uh, having relationships with female students. And uh, Maggie Hassan's husband, Thomas Hassan, actually covered it up.
0: Yeah, so this is not really giving us good good background to stay in New Hampshire.
1: <laughs> no, so, no, no, no.
0: So now we're in Arizona, which I personally think is much more of a red state. Max can debate me on it. Um, but one of the things that we're going through right now is a primary, which is really fun. It's a statewide primary, and for most of our openings it's republican i haven't well, seen that many democrats
1: well the cool thing is the cool thing is is that we have a governor race and a senate race along and a
0: congress along with
1: our our yeah, usual congressional. Co- congressional so it's not just in a lot of places some people just have their their congressperson who's up for re-election and uh but here we're lucky where we have also the senate we have a senate seat up and a whole bunch of statewide elections and Katie, I think you're going to, you're, you want to, you want to lead off and talk about our experience, uh, last, last night, Thursday, Thursday night.
0: Yeah. So, um, Max and I have many interests <laughs> and one of them is real estate. And so, Uh, We had an Airbnb rental for a bit. Uh, We've now transitioned it into a long-term rental property. Um, But because of that, we are still considered super hosts somehow by Airbnb. And because of that, we got an invite to a Cary Lake event to specifically discuss uh,
1: short-term rentals. Short-term rentals and regulations around rental properties. And for those of you who don't know, Cary Lake is... Most people know her as the Trump-endorsed candidate on the Republican side of the ticket. For- when Max
0: says most people know, it's literally the only thing I knew about her prior to going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, and I
0: also knew that she donated to Obama because the sign game here in Arizona is strong, and we will go into that after. Well, we'll
1: go, in, we'll go into that. But most people know Carrie Lake as... Well, in Arizona, most people know her as... She was a former anchor... On Fox 10 here in Phoenix. And um, but, but, but politically, most people know her as the quote unquote Trump candidate in the race. And I think because of that, the headlines that surround Carrie Lake tend to be around the 2020 election and what she believes about it. And that's really all I knew about her, other than the fact that one Obama donor, and number two, she had uh a drag queen event at her house or something like like that, you know, like she had something like that, and she's had some other sketchy comments about things like that the, uh, uh, uh other issues, but um. You know, but but she's mostly known as the, as the MAGA candidate. And she's had confrontations with Brett Baer on Fox News. And, you know, everything was really, you know, she kind of... The media portrays her as someone who... Great, this is perfect radio right here. I'm doing something physical that you can't see. As a former radio producer, I should know better. But this is someone who would lick their finger... There's the sound effect. Stick it in the air. Sorry for that sound effect, you guys. Let's see which way the wind is blowing and follow it. That that seemed to be the political pattern for eight years. So needless to say, as two people who grew up as principal conservatives, um, we were a little skeptical going in. Yeah, I... I had done, we
0: actually in Arizona, they send you in the mail, one of those kind of like voter pamphlets that they actually do in California as well, which I find really fun because it just lists everything you're going to be voting about and gives her a little spiel and just makes my life as a voter so much easier than having to go scour the internet, you know? Uh, And so I really only knew of what was written in there. And it seemed like potentially this Karen Robinson may have been a
1: better ro- ro- robeson oh,
0: ro- excuse me,
1: Robson. it's not swiss family robinson and <laughs> her name is karen robeson i'm also
0: probably saying it wrong is it karen, karen or ta- corinne because it's karen- k-a-r-r-i-n karen. but i don't know. <laughs> so anyway we we ro- came in robeson. a bit skeptical um yeah just because she had donated to obama so mm-hmm. we you know, we hate and we dislike Obama a lot. All of his policies were terrible. How yep. could you possibly support someone like that? Uh, so we go to this event. Mind you, it is July in Arizona. so Downtown Phoenix. It is 112 degrees. <laughs>
1: Okay, today it was 112. Yesterday it was 109. I'll give me, No, I'm it gonna... was
0: not. It was 111. And according to our meteorologists, over 110 is excessive.
1: I'll settle. <laughs> I'll settle it. It was 110 yesterday, and we'll move on from this discussion. But suffice to say, I think it cleared the threshold for it being officially hot here.
0: So we get to where it's being held, which is a small business. Great um but kind it was of it's called
1: a, genuine.
0: Yeah. But kind of a small space. It was an intimate space. It was an it inti- was, okay, it's an intimate space. It was an
1: intimate space that was designed for people who enjoy wine to go out. And frankly, it, 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 I don't it's, know if
0: this is pertinent to the conversation. Well,
1: I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I just, I just want to defend the business owner that the, that no, that it was a cute, was,
0: adorable business. I'm not cute, about adorable... to throw the business under. If you would just let me finish my description,
1: fine. It was a beautiful, it was a beautiful space.
0: Okay, so the event is supposed to be from five thirty to like seven thirty, I think. Mm-hmm. So I, of course, I want to get there on time. So we leave the house at five. Ugh. We arrive at like five twenty nine. The place is already packed. And packed. Jam packed. You and can't I, move. I was like, "Wait, why?" And so I walk in, and I was like, "Are these just like people who were like in the restaurant already and like not aware that there's going to be an event?" Oh no, these these people are all here for this event. So, as you can imagine, people just kept coming because you know technically it starts at five thirty, so it just got progressively more crowded and, and more they, stuffy. <laughs> And they didn't take out any of the tables or couches, so there's really nowhere to really stand, so, and of course there's nowhere to sit, and so now there's definitely one and a half times the fire marshal allowed number of people, probably two so, x.
1: So essentially, what you have, if, if, if every, if well, I don't know if this happens anymore, but in our generation, you it ever would have be a, the millennial generation, the mer- millennial generation, and older. You ever try to stuff a whole sports team in the back of like a, you know, a comma line? That's essentially the 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 space that you have. It was the packed elevator. Everyone is getting intimate with one another. We're all sweating. There, there might be a, a rub up against someone that's a little moist.
0: Okay, but this is... Un- <laughs> necessary color okay they get I it's it it's necessary it's stuffy and hot and we're all schwitzing. okay so the airbnb
1: i want the audience <laughs> to feel our pain okay and i think that's legitimate in this case because we're bringing them a great story
0: okay so then the airbnb guy gets up there and i am convinced that he is a san francisco liberal max has debated this me me on this already but i i still think he's a san francisco liberal and so he gets up and is very specific that this is meant to only be a conversation about short-term rental regulation to keep it kosher essentially and not basically ask her about anything
1: else see i don't actually think that that's pertinent well i guess that's pertinent information he really didn't want a culture war to break out but the f- the, the the really and we're going to talk about carrie lake after this but one of the funny things funniest things that we noticed throughout this entire thing was in the top corner by the the bar area of this uh wine bar uh wine lounge i should say um they had on the local cbs station local news local news every single commercial break had an attack ad by robeson on Carrie Lake and it was the same ad and it was the she had drag queens in her home and she supported Obama Obama. and it was all of this and all we could think of we're standing there looking up and just going no one on their advanced team has thought enough to just go up and just turn it off people don't need this they're here to see Carrie you don't need the TV on just turn it off it turn was, on espn turn on anything but what is on right now it
0: was a scene straight out of veep
1: it really was
0: where you know the campaign should have been freaking out and trying to turn it off but instead they were just oblivious and this happened before she arrived and then literally Third. she arrives is like shaking the first person's hand and an attack ad comes on, and I was like, "You can't, you can't make this up."
1: It was brilliant. It was, it was brilliant. I tried to get a picture of her and the ad, but as soon—I as tried we, to take a video, but I'm too short. As I soon as we realized it, you realize you have like 15 seconds. We're like scrambling to get our phones, and I have a, I have like a terrible picture of it. Um, but it was, it was too good. But anyway, so finally she takes the stage, and our long build-up to all of this is. She was absolutely fantastic. She was great. And going into this, like I said, like every time I had seen her, she opens her mouth, and the first thing that comes out is, have you seen 2,000 mules? And, okay, I understand election security is an important topic, but there are other important topics to the people of arizona beyond just election security and i say that because we're one of the few states that has photo id we have very secure elections in arizona and i understand that people in yuma a woman in yuma was caught with the election ballots and it was a very close election here but everything that i had seen is like that was her number one focus And it couldn't really be farther from the truth. Carrie Lake is someone who, like a lot of us in Arizona, grew up somewhere else, came here on vacation, (laughs) came here and visited, and went, oh my gosh. This place is amazing. This is amazing. I got to put up with a couple of months of hot temperatures, whatever. There's air conditioning. We'll figure it out. Uh, We can figure it out. We'll cool off with a margarita. You know? That's the kind of woman she is. And she started off with her her speech with talking about how there used to be a time where we didn't need so many laws and so many regulations because people had morals. People had—there was shame. People wanted to behave a certain way because they didn't want to be, for lack of a better term, that person. You don't want to be that person. Everyone knows what you mean when you say that. And this is something that has harmed the short-term rental community, where there is a 1% of people who rent out their homes as, quote-unquote, party homes. And it has hurt people who have rental properties like Katie and myself, because when when we try to rent out some of our properties on a short-term basis when we are between tenants it's difficult because everyone thinks oh you're just renting out a party house oh someone you know someone's going to OD here the cops are going to be here someone's going to fire off fireworks someone's going to fire off a gun and she started off her speech with that and it was very relatable because she talked about how it happened in one of her neighborhoods where she lived she lived it. It happened to her. She was like, "Oh my gosh, this is terrible! Why the heck are people doing this?" And um, but 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 throughout it, she was such a very strong proponent of free market and strong strong proponent of, of 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 private property, but also like a lot of us, cracking down on people who are hurting Arizona. And throughout the entire speech that she gave and the subsequent questions that she answered her focus was really on how can we make arizona better for the families of arizona and she talked about she she briefly mentioned president trump talking about how she liked president trump's policies
0: more more towards the end she also mm-hmm. made a really good point i think that made us really like her is the fact that she was like, listen, I was in news for twenty something years and essentially like I made enough money that at the certain point I was just like, I don't wanna be this opinionated new liberal source. Like that's not what I got in journalism to do. I wanted to yep. show both sides and that's just not what it is anymore and I don't want to be a part of it. And so she left and then people wanted her to run. Kinda similar to like I think Trump's story a little bit. And I think that's something that people really like nowadays especially on the conservative side are people who just want to make a difference just want to make things better and aren't just in it to be politicians uh and she you know cracked a few jokes about how like trust me like you don't want to be famous it's not cracked it's all it's cracked up to be like it's awful you don't, you don't want, want to want be to a be politician nope. it's slimy but i think the point that you really liked was the one she made where um you know a lot of these uh, experienced politicians get into office and they have like thirty years of favors they owe, and so they end up just passing favors and special interest things for all the pe- you know all the people that helped them along the way. And she was basically like, "I don't have any of that. Like I'm a free agent. i I just want to make Arizona better."
1: I thought that was a great point she made. I thought she answered, "Yeah, to talk about her policy." So I I I think you're you're right about that. I think that that was that was something that she. Um, highlighted correctly, uh, and I, and I liked that, that she, uh, that she was like, hey, look, like you said, people have, oh, I've been in office 10 years, oh, I've been in office 20 years, oh, I've been in office 30 years, well, that's 30 years of favors, and that's 100% true. The other answer that she had was about the, why she donated and supported Obama and why she was a registered Democrat for a couple of years and why she was a registered Independent for a couple of years. Um, and which was, she said, hey, look, I became disillusioned with the Republican Party. That's why I switched my allegiance. My I became disillusioned. They weren't speaking for me anymore. And I tried out something else. And while I personally don't understand how anyone <laughs> could ever support Barack Obama in, in any sense, there's nothing about him to support or like. Um, I understand the frustration. And personally, and, and Katie and I were college students during the Obama election. We had a front row seat to Obama mania in Washington, D.C., where yeah, we went to I school. Mean, and I, I, I will, understand. I, under, I will, I can, I will counter understand. your
0: point on sure. how no one could like him. From a policy perspective, 100 percent. All of his policies were terrible. I can't name one that was good for the country. However, as a human being, it is nice to see diversity in government. You may have different opinions on that, but it is nice to see, di- to see diversity. So I could see someone saying, like, hey, wouldn't it be great?
1: We've had communists in our government <laughs> forever. I don't understand why, why it's like, oh, we need diversity. Now, like, Is he, like, he's a communist. We've had communists but forever. This is, this
0: is what I mean, like, how you could get like roped up into it even if you are a conservative one he was he had an uplifting message it was a positive message
1: he wasn't negative and it was an empty message he sold he sold america a we don't need to go into obama we don't need to go, but, but, but he was okay. a good orator
0: he had a positive message. I can. And he brought it. I so I can see. We,
1: we both. I don't have,
0: personally believe it. We but, don't
1: personally agree with it. No. But we, he we was also, a horrible, horrible I, president. The point that I'm making is I think the, I, the, we're making the same point, which is that we understand having been during in college during that in Washington, D.C., how people can get wrapped up in the Obama mania. You know, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. It was Fernando mania. You know, it was Obama mania. The guy, you know, he just, that's how you win the president. You want to know how you become president of the United States? You got, you, you have to do something like but,
0: that. But you know what, Max? I think the reason we really appreciated her answer was because the day, two days before we went to this event, we watched the Republican senator debate. And yes.
1: That was between now. Now this was a Republican. This was the U- U.S. Senate debate for Arizona, and it was between General McGuire, Jim Layman, and the Trump endorsed candidate Blake Masters, who used to work for Peter Thiel. I just I just want to give that background to everyone.
0: Yeah, and so one of the. Uh, answers that we didn't like was they asked what did they specifically ask masters it was oh he basically like why do you like why did you write a paper on open borders which is one of the things that they're kind of hitting him on he
1: he wrote an op-ed when he was in college at stanford I don't I don't I, I guess I, I guess we could phrase it as arguing in favor of of amnesty, arguing in favor of open borders. and you know, frankly, at this time, this wasn't a far outside of the mainstream it's it's still not outside of the mainstream republican opinion of well we, we, we can't deport everyone. Um, but, but he wrote the paper,
0: but anyway the the point that I was making was that they basically asked him about it, or one of the candidates brought it up. I can't okay. remember anymore
1: uh, jim 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 layman went went on the attack against okay. Blake Masters so, about that, and then also about Blake Masters being a what he said is is, is a Cal- california tech guy, you okay. know not of Arizona,
0: so instead of having a calm, collected response. Of some sort of reasonable explanation, whatever it is, I don't know what it is because he didn't give it. Uh, instead, he just got you know really angry and hostile, and basically said it was a BS he's, question. He like, So actually no,
1: said the word. He said BS, the word. I'm not. I don't have a potty mouth like Katie does. <laughs> However, Blake Masters <laughs> actually dropped a BS on the stage, and and you're watching it, and it was like jarring how. people are going to disagree with you as a senator your gut reaction shouldn't be aggressive and defensive
0: right so it was just i think because we had just watched that and disagreed with the way that he handled it and then saw someone who handled it much better i think was also very refreshing
1: it was really refreshing and um she she covered mostly what were Property, private property questions. I would say it was, yeah, I would say the other thing that was refreshing about it was that this was a crowd, this was a diverse crowd uh, in color, if if you're interested in that. This was a very diverse group of people in color. Uh, It was a diverse group of people when it came to gender. I don't know how everyone identified. We didn't have our pronouns on our foreheads. But uh, this this was a group of people from all walks of life who were basically interested in. Can I make money off of the property that I own this way and I want to defend that right. And so it was a, a a not so much a partisan question, but it was very much, you know, phrased as people who are looking to supplement their retirement people who are looking to supplement their income people who use this for their income um and it was it was great to see a group of americans from all walks of life um who covered you know every every shade of the rainbow uh have a civil discussion and, and and chat with a candidate, and it, it it never became uncivil at any point. Number one, no one used the opport- You don't use it as an opportunity to go on a monologue, as as so many times in these political events happen. You get people, you put a microphone in front of them, and oh boy, you know that's it's. it's it's showtime baby you know this is you know this is billy joel at at madison square garden (laughs) it's uh you know sometimes these events can devolve into that but this was a really thoughtful 45 minute speech and then subsequent discussion about topics like affordable housing about topics like tax credits which i thought she gave a great answer on about uh, about talk someone asked about hey um she has great answers about homelessness yeah she has to talk
0: about homelessness
1: and the housing crisis about how we need to make housing affordable and you know the one the one question i walked out of this thing i, I i'll i'll mention this at the end you're gonna have to listen but she she spoke about the homelessness and about the affordable housing crisis that is does exist in america but also just cleaning up our neighborhoods so people do want to move into the neighborhoods where there is more affordable housing and why is there more affordable housing in neighborhoods because people don't want to live in those neighborhoods there's no demand there but if you remove the chronic homelessness issue the shanty towns from these neighborhoods you're going to get more demand there and you're going to get people who 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 need affordable housing they're going to feel comfortable moving into that housing and and plan for it
0: she was also very anti-homeless industrial complex which was very very
1: important very important very about that
0: is one of the huge reasons why california is such a mess
1: let's her thing was let's put resources towards the people who want help and if you don't want help
0: we're gonna make your life difficult
1: you're not gonna you're not gonna have any resources
0: it was basically like, we're going to help you mental health, drug rehabilitation, mm-hmm. everything. But for the percentage of of people that refuse to change, which she acknowledged, and on the Democrat side, they won't. They think everyone can be saved and everyone wants to not be on the streets, which is not true. It's not living in reality. We're going to make their life difficult because this is not what America's about. You can't just live on the street it's a sad. And be a nuisance.
1: It's a sad fact in American life these days that everyone has story a personal story in their life about someone whose life was either impacted or ended because of addiction and so it it was great to have a candidate talk about hey look we're going to help the people who want it but we're not going to coddle the people who don't because Everyone knows that that situation exists. So another, another great point where she was, um, that she was very strong on, the only knock that I had on her, the only knock that I had, was she does have a verbal crutch. And her verbal crutch is that she will go, well, you know, I don't have the answers to every question. And she used it once. And it was a good
0: usage of it. It was a great
1: usage of it. But then she used it as a crutch on a couple of more questions that were a little stickier. Yeah. Some questions around tax credits, some questions around, you know, what kind of power does the governor have to do X, Y, and Z around these kinds of zoning laws and this and that and these are thorny issues for any conservative to 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 wander into because at the end of the day we're limited government people limited government people and especially limited executive power people we don't think one person should be dictating what happens to millions of people um but i thought she handled a tax credit question beautifully when it came to someone asked about tax credits at tourism when it came to the movie industry and about the movie industry that's a great sound yeah hopefully you can't hear that (laughs) the movie industry uh and and tax credits around filming in arizona and she says hey look a lot of the times any times anything with tax credits didn't regardless of the industry uh i almost said irregardless not a word regardless of the industry. The Grandma police
0: appreciate you.
1: <laughs> As well they should. I almost saw them flash their lights. <laughs> that uh lobbyists ends up writing these bills and the taxpayers end up end up end up holding the bag and that we should support the Ari- the domestic Arizona uh, in film industry before thinking about trying to create tax incentives for outside groups to come in so uh, a very great answer on that I, I thought overall I give her I gave her an A on the entire night This she, she presented herself and came off as someone who you want as a neighbor she's someone who you want fighting battles alongside you when it comes to what your local school is teaching your children, or trying to push as some sort of school curriculum, um, this is a concerned parent running for governor of Arizona, and uh, I I wouldn't be more thrilled if she uh, she filled the seat after uh, Governor Ducey.
0: Yeah, it was it was amazing to meet her, and it was also really nice to be in another kind of like intimate political setting um, with candidates, which we really. I had really only ever experienced in New Hampshire. Uh, To be fair, I never sought it out in other states, so Mm. potentially it's in other states. But I definitely think it's something that people should try and go do because it's just, if we had never met her, I don't know that we would even have considered voting for her because of all the things we had just seen glimpses of were not, like, pertinent to us. Like, we don't care about what you think about nationally. We want to know what you care about Arizona for, that you're running for governor of Arizona, not America.
1: I think the overarching theme of this episode and our experience with Carrie Lake is please, for the love of God, (laughs) do the opposite of what the media instructs you to do. (laughs) And believe the opposite of what the media preaches to you. Because, um... There's no substitute... For as Katie said, and it's such an important part of civic engagement. And I give Katie 100% credit for all of this because she's the extrovert. She's the one that wants to go out and do this. And I'm like, yeah, I can, you know, watch a speech online. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's 100% not the same to watch a speech online on YouTube and to be there in person and to interact with other people and see how the candidate interacts with people and see the questions and and how the candidate
0: hearing real people ask questions is just so enlightening at like as an american like if you just watch youtube and you just watch the news you're only hearing reporter questions and reporter questions 95 percent of the time not really what americans care about it's something to incite a headline it's something to get clicks it's never really something you know most people care about
1: if it bleeds, it leads. Um, the only other thing is is that I'll say that it was unbelievably impressive that no one passed out. <laughs> yes.
0: Also, I want to kind of go back to the comment, because I think people can relate to it, of me always signing us up for these things. Uh, What Max is not telling you is that at the beginning, he's very gung-ho. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And then as the days lead up to it, it's kind of like, oh, we have to go to that. Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And then he kind of drags his feet the whole way there. And then as soon as you get there, oh, this is great. Oh, this is amazing. And then he's all fired up after. So, you know, if you ever go on those roller coaster of emotions, just know, others like you. (laughs)
1: that was an attack on my character and i will not stand for that
0: <laughs> it not. I, and i hope the voters i find of, it very endearing i hope the
1: fine i hope the fine voters of arizona will see that my opponent over here <laughs> wants to resort Excuse to, me? Wants to resort to personal attacks while i'm over here trying to move the beloved uh grand canyon state forward
0: okay love it so um drop us a that was wait.
1: just a flower i'm throwing it away <laughs>
0: I don't even remember what kind of social media we used to do, but I'm going to make us a new logo that says the elephants in the room. I actually think I'm going to start us a TikTok because I've just never done it. And I just think we should just let's just if we're going to go full force, let's just go full force.
1: We're going to have a huge audience in China.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll get on the Instagram. Probably. But our
1: audience will probably be larger, larger, with the FBI.
0: Yeah, so once we get on there, drop us a comment, tell us what you think. Um, if you're so inclined, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, Spotify. I kind of forget every place I put it on, but it usually ends up there. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great. It's been a year and a half since we've recorded. We haven't recorded since March 2021. Uh, so yeah, it's just it feels good to be back.
1: That's it.